When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The Niners might be the team in the NFL that has the most star power on both sides of the football. It's crazy about that. They might have the most star power, but not at the most important position of all football. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. where I'm going with this. You got Bosa, you've got Fred Warner, you've got Hufunga, you got Javon Hargrave, you got Eric Armstead, you've got Drake Greenlaw. I mean, those are guys on the defensive side. Yeah, of the ball. that's that. You just name what ten guys? Yeah, they're all great. And that's all on one side of the football. You've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, you've got Debo, you've got Ayuk, you've got Ray Ray McLeod, Trent Williams. I'm kidding about Ray. Yeah, Ray. of course. Trent Williams, Yushik is right. a complete unicorn when it comes to the NFL. They have a roster that intimidates Mm -hmm, absolutely but like you just kind of beat me to the punch i think their weakest link lies Mm. in their most important position in not just football but all of sports the quarterback spot yeah i mean there's there's nothing that compares to a quarterback in professional sports right like like would you trade all of those skill players trade them all away for like step down players like marquez valdez scanling juju smith schuster Maybe like Hawkinson for a quarterback, and you get Mahomes. Would you make yeah. that? Would you downgrade Easy. your skill you know, positions it's, it's kind of like upgrade it's, your quarterback? Do you remember when Mike Dicka was the head coach of New Orleans or Miami? Yeah, New Orleans, and he traded away every single one of their draft picks. They had like ten draft picks for the number one overall pick, so we could get Ricky Williams in the NFL draft. I think it's. I mean, that was extreme by by Dicka, but this is this is a quarterback's era now, and I don't think it would be. Dumb at all because you look at guys like Mahomes and you look at guys well, like Rodgers who who leads offenses year in and year out with guys like Valdez Scantley. That's why or, I brought or, up those or, guys, yeah. or Randall Cobb or Juju or Juju and explodes for forty points every week. It doesn't matter who they have around them; they're talented enough to elevate the rest of the team. So they're kind of stuck, I think, in this purgatory. So, and you know what's kind of funny is you would make that trade on the receiving end to get Mahomes. I don't think anyone would be dumb enough. To trade Mahomes away. To trade Mahomes players. or Rodgers for all those guys no, away, right. Because when you have quarterbacks that are of that ilk, they elevate everybody mm-hmm. around them. Now, you can also color in uh, the gaps with players like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins if you're the Bengals and just have a super team, have right. the Monstars. Get really lucky through the draft and have but, both guys, yeah. you know, when you have Mahomes like that, they elevate, and we just saw... I mean, can you imagine if... Mahomes had T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler well, Boyd. I mean, when he had Tyreek, I mean, it was right. That's a good like point. That. That's a good point. So, but Mahomes loses some of his skill position players. They still win the Super Bowl. The, Niners, the very next year, the Niners less, have yeah. had the best skill position group of players. I think over the past three seasons, only got better when they traded for Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. last year. Right. Their highest point of the mountain was losing to Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl, getting to NFC Championship games. My point being is you have this amazing roster and maybe no matter how great 
the 52 around him are, if you don't have that number one that's at least better than what you've had with Jimmy G and Purdy, mm-hmm. you're not going to get over that final hump and win that big game. Now, have teams won big games with less than at quarterback? Sure they have. But to consistently do it year after year, for them to become the guy on that team, it just never happens. Like, right. Think of all the quarterbacks that were head scratchers that won Super Bowls. Nick Foles. He's not leading the Eagles still. He's right. not their franchise Joe quarterback. Flacco. He was done after two years. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco's a little different because he was a little bit of a franchise guy for the Ravens. Then. Yeah, but then however many years Think later, he Trent was off Dilfer. the team. Yeah, like, there you go. Wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Nothing after mm-hmm. that. Brad Johnson from the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Wins the Super Bowl with them. Manages a great team around him. Goes on to do nothing after that. So my point being is they have this team that is always going to have them in contention. They're always going to be great. But you're trying to catch that Trent Dilfer, that Nick Foles, lightning in a bottle. Where you can actually get away with not having this superstar quarterback. You're proving year after year that lightning doesn't strike very often in those bottles. Mm -hmm. And if you you tried to move up and get the guy in Trey Lance, it backfires horribly. so ironic that it's worked out this way, that they traded away three first-round draft picks for Trey Lance, and now he's already on another team. And it doesn't even matter. But I look, so all of that talking getting to this point i look at the niners and i just can't really buy into them as much as i buy into the eagles of course and the chiefs and the Bengals, because of the signal caller matt williamson even said on a program earlier this week don't be surprised if sam darnold is the starter by the end of the mm-hmm. year like purdy went seven and one last year purdy looked pretty good last year he was playing in a quarterback's dream scenario there is not a better offense that can make Below average to average quarterbacks look good than a Kyle Shanahan right. led off. Like imagine, imagine if the Niners and Raiders had done a, a swap, right? Because Derek Carr was clearly leaving Vegas, and the Raiders needed a quarterback in replacement. So instead of going from uh, Jimmy G from San Fran to Vegas and Derek Carr from Vegas to New Orleans, what if Jimmy G still went to Vegas and you put a Derek Carr on San Francisco? Would there be any question as to who would be your number one team? Well, I was talking to Matt. Other than San Francisco? Matt and I did the advanced scout last night. You can check that out wherever you find your Steelers podcast, the Steelers mobile app. Um, but we were talking about, you know, kind of that train of thought that you were just on there um, with the quarterback position. And I know you can't really do this hypothetical because they got hurt and Shanahan was kind of cocky putting the backup tight end on Hassan Reddick. But I really, really think that last year, and I'd have to do more research about this, that might have been one of the better teams to not win a Super Bowl. That San Francisco 49ers team. Yeah. They start out or three even and, make the Super Bowl. They start out three yeah. and four. Their last loss of the regular season was to the eventual champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. They trade for McCaffrey. They don't lose a game. Right. And that. you remember McCaffrey got signed that Friday. Yeah, so he played so a his little bit first, in the Chiefs game. It was it was once he had a full, uh, a full week with they the team, lost they the never lost. Season. Right. Their first loss coming with McCaffrey fully in the fold was in the NFC Championship right. game, where, by the way, McCaffrey scored their only touchdown yeah. in that game. Amazing. Looked though. great. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he really went he healthy. is yeah, the best is, running yeah. back because he does more than Derrick Henry. He's yeah, right. a slot receiver. He's a punt yeah. returner. He throws passes sometimes yeah, for right. them. So, and another aside, we were talking about this last night, too. Like, if I'm an agent of a running back, like— I just be straight up. If you want to get paid, 
Start doing you want to get paid, yeah. you got to be every. You got to be the everyman. You got to be a wide receiver. You got to be a punt returner when they need you to be. You, you have to be Christian McCaffrey, and that's so much easier said than done. Right. But that's the kind of guy that's going to get the money because he's so much more than just a running back for that Niners team. But McCaffrey, um, kind of goes hand in hand with it makes life so easy for that quarterback. And the Niners, based on DVOA faced the fifth easiest schedule all of last season. Right. So not only was Purdy going up against teams with the best, you know, schematic coach in his corner and the best skill position players in his corner. But he was going up against... He's going up against some cupcakes from week after week. Some Joe Schmoes, right? Exactly. So this anointing of Brock Purdy and the total buy-in, by the way, also coming off of a very serious injury, which he has recovered from a lot faster than people expected him to, in that NFC Championship game when Hassan Raddick just lit him up. I mean, there's a lot of question marks, or I think it's better if I say there should be a lot more question marks, I think, surrounding Brock Purdy and the Niners. I kind of get the sense that a lot of people are just kind of like, yeah, Brock Purdy's good. Yeah, the Niners are going to be great. Kind of shaking it off. Just yeah, like, oh, the Brock Purdy, he was 7-1 is... and one last year. He mm-hmm. went to the NFC Championship game. He's, he's great. And I don't buy that yet. You don't buy it, and I don't blame you for Why not buying it. And, and, and nor, yeah, nor do I buy it either. Why was but he playing in Iowa State for twenty years? But, I never heard of him. But do you think it's because it's is it more so or less so that they're just saying that not to, not to say that because they believe in Brock Purdy or they believe in the rest of the team to just kind of be able to be good enough to to bring Brock, Brock Purdy along for the ride. I think it's a legitimate You think people actually believe in Brock Purdy? That maybe not to become, you know, a not, great not to become right, but right, right. I think they think he's good enough. He's going to gonna be, be like a pro, in this offense. Like a uh, every year like a top 15 top exactly. 10 quarterback. A guy yeah, that's you, that's that's a reach for it sure. It is a reach and I think that's kind of the vibe that you get from Brock Purdy right now is that he's kind of already arrived and I just I think you need to see a full season's worth of work to really determine that. And not to mention, I mean, there is no secret of Brock Purdy anymore. And I know Shanahan is the master scheme, but when you look at, you know, around the league, guys are going to be ready. Defensively, they're going to be ready for Brock Purdy now. They're going to know his strengths, his weaknesses, make him throw the ball down the field more, make him throw intermediate more, and they're going to try to force him into being uncomfortable it's about seeing if that second-year quarterback can react to the way that the defenses are reacting to him. And again, I just there's a reason why he was picked last. There's a reason why he went to Iowa State, played forever, and you barely ever heard of the guy. He barely made a blip in the Big 12. I mean, good quarterback, obviously deserves to be in the NFL. Sure. Probably is a, a top 32 player. Like I, he prob- With the state of quarterbacks around the mm-hmm. league, he probably checks the box of being one that deserves to start. But to put him up towards that top 15 range right. right away, I mean, you saw some of those rankings in the offseason. Of course. He was firmly in the teens, maybe the 20 range, uh, and Pickett's down at like 28, 29, right. 30. Like, it's very, very bizarre how fast people are ready to accept Jump Brock on Purdy's, that train. Not greatness, right. but that he's the guy for the Niners. And I just still think the Niners are a team that is ready to win a Super Bowl but just have yet to find the right jockey to ride that horse to the finish line on. What's ironic, too, about it is that they don't need to go out and get the Mahomes, right? They don't need to break the bank to go and get that quarterback, which is why I'm surprised they didn't go out and get a Derek Carr. You really do wonder, too, if Jimmy G didn't get hurt last year because mm-hmm. his career oh, year right. he was having. Right. I mean, 
the best year of his career with the Niners. Lost his job to Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance gets hurt in like a day. Jimmy G and comes then comes in, back what week great. two? Yeah. Jimmy G looks great. I mean, so him not getting hurt last year, we never hear of Brock Purdy. And maybe Jimmy G's still a starter in San Francisco. To be fair, though, you know, they were a 500 team. That is true. But I mean, like, they were three and four. But I mean, four you know, when he got hurt, you, we never got to see Jimmy G play with McCaffrey. So you also had to also fair. figure that in as well. Yeah. So, and I, okay, right now, Jimmy G or Brock Purdy? Oh, it's game. Jimmy G. I don't, I, 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 I think agree. you're out of your mind if you, if anyone thinks that Brock Purdy's the better overall quarterback. I agree. You know, a lot of the. Th- I mean, let's let's say this, Tom. The roster that San Francisco had, what, four years ago when they went to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs and lost? Would you take the roster then or now in San Fran? Probably now. Now. Because all sure. the other players are and better. And you got McCaffrey, you got who's McCaffrey. the biggest upgrade. And Fred Warner's better. And Jimmy, and G, Jimmy G took them to the Super Bowl that year. And that was. You, you, to what most people could agree to a lesser roster back then. He always knew that he was his time was numbered too. Like I, I really the power of you know the mind and the power of you know incubating the right environment around your quarterback. Where would they be if they just unequivocally treated him as their starter from day one and was just like every year you're right, number just one, get go right. one like. I mean, you no see how big of a it. difference it makes with Kenny, with Kenny Pickett, right? Like yeah. last year, you're you're floating in between Mitch and Kenny. You give the job to Mitch, and things don't go great for Mitch. You throw Kenny in into the second half. He throws three interceptions, and that was they deserved. To to Buffalo. They should have done it that way. Right. Kenny was rookie. This is Jimmy G, who has taken you to taking you right. to the Super Bowl. Once he took you to that Super Bowl, don't you kind of shift gears into saying maybe you're not, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, but maybe you are. Cousins, maybe you are a car, maybe you are even better than some of these guys because you do what these guys can't do. Mm-hmm. You win big football games and get us to the Super Bowl and get us to the NFC Championship. If they would have just treated him as the number one, I wonder what that would have done for the mindset of the team, for his mindset, and maybe they see themselves hoisting a Lombardi trophy over the past couple of years instead of bowing out in that NFC Championship game. The power of right. the way you treat the quarterback, I think, oh, can go a long way. The entire time Jimmy G was there, he's basically looking over his shoulder. It was basically all he heard was, as he's leading the team to the NFC Championship and Super Bowl, oh, imagine where they would be without Jimmy G if they had a better mm-hmm. quarterback. Like, what do you mean where would you be if they had a better quarterback? We're at the highest pinnacle you can get in my conference. Right, right so, of course. I really do wonder uh, if we'll look back at this Niners era and just if they be don't like, win a Super wow, Bowl, they botched the quarterback so bad, and that really was the undoing for one of the better rosters we've seen mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah, I mean, like the names that stick out are you know the Kyle Juszczyk's, the uh, the uh, Trent Williams, the Brandon Ayuk's, the Christian McCaffrey's. All those guys are on this team now. We're not on that team in 2019, and still, again, Jimmy G brought them there that year. It's mind blowing how the team has upgraded so much, and yet they were so willing to part ways with that guy who did so much more for them with so much little or with so much less. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now here's another interesting angle that I've been thinking about this week. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant last year, mm-hmm. right? Not only the last quarterback taken, the last player overall right. taken. Right. Seven and one down the stretch. If it wasn't for Garrett Wilson playing an entire season in New York and looking the way he did with Zach Wilson and Mike White being his quarterback, I think Brock Purdy probably wins your rookie of the year. He ended up being runner up to Z- Garrett Wilson, though. Um, really just a, a great season from the time Purdy took over. He gets, you know, all the love. Oh my God, it's Mr. Irrelevant. The Niners found next Tom Brady and their last pick of the draft. This is great. He's going to win a Super Bowl as a rookie. And then you have Kenny Pickett. He was the number one overall quarterback taken in that draft class. The man for 2022. He had a pretty good second half of the season. He started to build up some fanfare for sure. Not to the tune of Brock Purdy. No. And now you go into this offseason and Pickett has built himself into what looks like to be an even better quarterback. Arm strength is better. His uh, size is better. It looks like he's ready to take on uh, more of punishment, which is good after having the concussions that he did last year. And you still kind of have this Brock Purdy is the guy from my draft class thing hanging Mm -hmm. over you. And lo and behold, week one, I get to welcome Brock Purdy into my stadium and I can kind of set the record straight. I'm not saying that Kenny's a petty guy Mm -hmm. or that he needs to invent chips on his shoulder. But I think that's a pretty decent chip to have on his shoulder where I was the number one quarterback in this class. I have done nothing so far to make you doubt that I still am. Mm-hmm. Yet Brock Purdy is the guy that we have crowned as, oh, Mr. Irrelevant, becoming the best quarterback. He's going to uh, be the guy that represents his quarterback class for That's what it is of, right now. Time, and if yeah. I'm Pickett, I'm putting an end to it, and I start putting an end to it this Sunday at Akershore. Yeah, I mean. Because <laughs> he's the better player. Matt and I were talking about that last night, too. Pickett versus Purdy last year, you're stupid if you don't think Shanahan would not pick Pickett. Right. Like, if 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 Kenny Pickett is on that, t- I mean, again, say Jimmy G's out of the equation, right? If 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 Kenny Pickett's the quarterback for that team, you're probably just as confident in that team winning the NFC Championship, winning the Super Bowl, even if the kid's a rookie, as you are with you know the guys that rank from 20 to like 15 in the league at, at quarterback. Well, one guy that might not factor into the equation, might not be a part of the equation at all for the Niners, is Joe is Nick Bosa, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, reigning defensive player of the year. Checking Twitter right now on Wednesday, he has still not signed a contract with the 49ers. Um, it's getting to be that point now where today is the start of the week's worth of prep for Sunday's game, and he's missing prep time now for the Niners. And... I'm not saying that he can't sign a deal on Friday or Saturday and still play on Sunday, 
but the effectiveness has to be in question if he shows up late to the week and ends up playing um and the amount of snaps that he can play you know his conditioning mm-hmm. right i'm sure he's keeping in shape right now but it ain't game shape and he didn't get any of those reps in training camp or preseason to help him get up to game shape Steelers caught a huge break here, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Nick Bosa will play this year, but I actually think we might see him miss week one. So, lo and behold, thank the football schedule-making heavens that they put the Niners. Well, you know, I'm sure the the football, the the, the committee that's on the NFL scheduling uh, duties probably wanted San Francisco and, and Pittsburgh week one you know, to highlight Bosa, Nick Bosa Watt, and, J- and T.J. Watt. Right, boys exactly. up against each other. They had no idea womp, this was going to happen. Yeah. Do you think Nick Bosa be Still going to be a very popular game. Now, I think I, I saw Darren Rovell tweet out saying, like, the most highly, you know, uh, uh, trafficked uh, tickets on StubHub or whatever uh, website, like, of the entire season. This isn't just week one. Uh, Niners and Steelers were still top ten even without Bosa there. I was gonna say if you were gonna say number one, there's just no way that they're out no, trafficking the Jets and Bills. That's got to be the big one, right? Steelers are one. no, no. The Steelers are number one. For, this is again, this is for the entire season. Okay, for all the season. But do you know the Steelers have the number one most like highly trafficked ticket game of the season? Of all of, of all, all games, this Niners game or no, 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 no. The, do you know? No, the Niners and Steelers are in the top ten. But do you Steelers? know which one is number one overall? Is it the Steelers and the Bengals? No, it's not. You gotta think markets. Ve- Week no. three, they, really Vegas? Seriously? I just think it's because it's Vegas. And do you think a lot of Steelers fans are buying yeah, those tickets? Up? Absolutely, they have to be. They yeah. just don't have that big of a fan base. Not, no, not no, there. it's just because Steelers fans are gonna be traveling in hordes to Vegas. But okay, so even more so, like the game is on the national stage. Mm-hmm. Right, big game, big marquee matchup. Is it going to be two of the winningest franchises Romo in history? And, and Nance on no, the call. No, it's on Fox. So okay. I, oh, okay. I don't know if it's Fox's main crew or not. If it's Burkhart and uh, Greg Olson, they might be doing the later game. But it's on Fox, one o'clock window, marquee game between two marquee franchises, and one of the marquee players is probably going to sit out. And from what I heard from Ian Rappaport, he was on the NFL Network earlier this week. It's not a matter of Bosa becoming the highest paid edge rusher in football. They've apparently already reached that point. The deal that they have offered would make him a higher-paid player than T.J. Watt. It's not about just being paid more than that. No, it's about being as paid as much or more than Aaron Donald, which is the high-water mark for all defensive players in the NFL. He makes around 31-point-something million dollars. So I'm all for getting yours, but at some point, even a millennial like me is going to get tired with the whole i got to be the highest-paid guy thing. Mm -hmm. I mean— uh, every, they all do it. Everyone does it. I heard in somebody. Every sport. I heard somebody on ESPN say, "Well, if you're Nick Bosa, it's your turn, and you absolutely <laughs> do deserve that Aaron Donald kind of money because you're as good as Aaron Donald at this point in your career." And it's just like, how quick do we forget how great Aaron Donald was right. when he was? First of all, I'm not even ready to write him off that he's not in his prime right now. I mean, he's still but when he's he was still there. in the prime of his prime. Wasn't, didn't I he mean, still make the second team All Pro yeah, this year? And and when he's in the prime of his prime. Nick Bosa did not look like that. Nick Bosa was playing on the outside. Aaron Donald did all of his damage from the interior. Aaron Donald's on the Mount Rushmore of NFL defensive players of all time, and he ain't even number four as far as I'm concerned. So let's pump the brakes on. 
oh, well, now it's Nick Bosa's turn. He's the new Aaron Donald, so he deserves to get that Aaron Donald money. How about you win three, four, whatever it is, defensive player of the years first, and then we talk about matching Aaron Donald. Like, it, the thing that annoys me most is it's the, the mo- only factor, it seems, in these contracts now is the timing. It's not, well, you only have one D point, Aaron Donald has four, so I don't think we should pay you as much as the guy who has three times as many or four right. times as many awards as you do. It's, well, I'm up next, I need more money. That's all it is. It's there's it's really not performance based. No, you have to be great no. to get to this point. No. But once you get to this point, it's not there's you know, no funny. team can be like, well, TJ Watt has the sack record and Aaron Donald has four D poise, so why should I pay you more than both of those guys again? Right. Like, you that, know what's that funny factors into it. Is when TJ Hawkinson got his deal done with Minnesota like a week ago or two weeks ago, I yeah. saw someone on somewhere saying Pat Fryermuth is grinning from ear to ear right now. And no disrespect at all to Pat Fryermuth, but what has he done at all, you know, as a career to deserve the next or to deserve at the time what will be the biggest contract in NFL history for a tight end? Yeah. I right. Mean, I mean, I love I love Pat Fryermuth. I think he's a great addition to this offense. I think he's a great tight end on this team. But do I think that he is deserving of the biggest contract for a tight end in NFL history? Not right now. So for someone to just say, oh well, because he's he's gonna be the next guy with a contract with a big contract for a tight end, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, there's just no way he gets that. One last week link to go over here with the Niners, that offensive line. I think it's just Trent Williams and a bunch of guys. Trent Williams probably right. the best offensive lineman yeah. in football. But he's Alex Highsmith, you're sure. probably going to have a very long day. But if I was the coaching staff of the Steelers, I'd bring if I was Terrell Austin, I'd bring in Alex Highsmith and I'd be like. Hey, week one's going to be a slog, dude. You're going up against Trent Williams. We'll give you a spell every now and again with Herbig and Golden, but you're going up against Trent Williams pretty much the entire game, one-on-one. It's not going to go well for you Mm-mm. because it's not going to go well for anybody going up no, against Trent no, Williams. No, 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 no. But we need you to kind of lay on your sword because Watt's going to eat up the rest of the line. Hayward's going to eat up the rest of the right, line. We're going to throw Herbig out there, and he's going to eat up the rest of the line. Like, the right tackle, Colton McKivitz, he's in for a longer day than you are, Alex Highsmith, mm-hmm. going up against Trent Williams. So I know you come on off your double-digit sacks and your big contract, but this is kind of that what we were talking about in the other episode, this new changing, this turning of the corner of the culture. Maybe I don't have that big of a week this week because I'm just preoccupied in swallowing up Trent Williams and the rest of my guys eat. Then you turn the page to Cleveland, I'm eating against Cleveland. Yeah, and I don't think, again, I, we're talking about you know, the right people to have on a roster. I don't think Alex Highsmith is one of those guys who would look at himself and say, well, it's not fair to me, right? Why Why does Minka get an interception and TJ get two sacks and Pam and sorry, Cam get a couple of passes batted down, but I don't get anything because I got to go up against the toughest guy? I can never, ever imagine someone like Alex Highsmith saying something as egregious as that, as selfish as that. You know, I'm sure he'd be happy, like you said, to, to lay on the sword to seal a term from you to lay on the sword and allow Trent Williams to be his assignment and let TJ and Cam and everyone else do their business. You can subscribe right now to the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast. Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola talks with head coach Mike Tomlin about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day, and they're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm very excited for this next episode because it's Wednesday. Oh, you know what that means. You know what it means. They're back. We'll go over our power rankings next here on the Steelers Standard. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.